What was the result? Three, three premiership, three for me and two for them. Okay, guys, we're back. Welcome to the Keeper Pod. Uh, I haven't hosted in like two months at this point. Um, and this is the first time we've recorded an episode in a while. And today we, we have a guest. Joe's on the show. Everybody say hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Uh, Good to be back. <laughs> unfortunately, Hunter's not here. Uh, well, I don't know how unfortunate that actually is, but um, unfortunately, he is not here today. And we're going to start off uh, with our icebreaker, the Super Bowls, in two weeks. Who do we have to win the Super Bowl? I'll take the Bengals because Bengal is near India. <laughs> my parents are from India. Wait, so that's, that's my pick. Bengal is near India? Bengal is in India. This is... Bangladesh. Okay, I messed up. <laughs> Bengal is in India. I'm thinking Bangladesh. All right. But because they the speak player. Bengali in Bangladesh also. Uh, they do, yes. Joe, what do you got? I'm going to go with Joe Shiesty and the Cincinnati Bengals. You guys are all fucking crazy. Chris? I feel like it'd be cool if the Bengals won. Sorry. Uh, the Rams have been my pick since the beginning of the year, so I'm pretty happy with this. You know, good predictions and all. But uh, let's uh, – before we get into any of the leagues, I think – well, it's – we. this is what the majority of the show is going to be. Uh, the transfer window just shut. January transfers are in, and we have a lot to talk about. This was a very um, – I would say this is one of the – this was a pretty large deadline day. I think this is one of the most happening deadline days we've had in maybe the last two – the last as happening winter transfer period I can remember is like when Coutinho went to Barca in like the middle of January, and that's the last time I can remember so much shit happening in January. But the first one I think we should start off – um, speaking of Barca, Abamyang and Adama Traore are are their their Barca players, and I'll add Ferran Torres in there. The they Barca's added that's some firepower right there, and it's some serious speed like on all of those guys. Ferran Torres is a pretty is a burner. Adama is obviously a burner, and Abamyang, no matter how much he's lost a step, he's he's you know he's he's on his day the fastest player on the world. Um, so. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll open up discussion. We'll go to. We'll go. We'll Joe's the guest. We'll go to Joe first. How are we feeling about this? The, the these Barca signings. How is this going to impact their season? You know, I think they're interesting signings. I think you know it's not like you know any crazy signings. Like a, you know, like you talked about Coutinho and what January 2019. I thought that was like a bigger signing. But um, you know, if you look at a year ago, their front three was what Griezmann, Messi, and Coutinho, and now it's what Adama, Ferran, and you got a combo of Depay and Aubameyang. I don't know. I mean, it's just – I feel like it's just signings. It's trying to just, I guess, get them over the hump, try to get them, you know, somewhat competitive. But I'm not really thinking much of it. I think, you know, you're getting Aubameyang on the wrong side of 32. And, you know, Ferran is still a project. And, you know, Adama's Adama. We'll have to see. I mean, it's nice he's coming back to his old club. But, I mean, we'll have to wait. Nothing, nothing crazy, though. I'm not going nuts over these signings. I disagree so hard. <laughs> um, I think that, like, like yeah, I think Coutinho was maybe like at the time a, a better signing, 
but the word he used was crazy. And I feel like these are fucking loony signings. Like no one saw that. Like, Coutinho has been has been talked about for for months and months, and it was a like whole saga that dragged out for a long time. Who like who had a bombing and a bombing? Adamiang is the one. Like Adama is like a pretty decent song. Like Ferran, I'm not super surprised about. Adama is like a decent song. Adamiang makes like no sense. We I think the last time we were on here, we were talking about Adamiang with Joe. Bom, we were talking about Adamiang leaving Arsenal, and like we were, I was saying like he needs to leave, but I can't see anyone buying him. And lo and behold, the people who actually buy him are obviously it had to be Barcelona. It literally could not have been anyone else to sign sign Aubameyang in terms of how ridiculous of a signing it is like are they I don't does anyone know who's paying his wages Arsenal Arsenal's paying some of them I'm pretty sure um and then Barcelona's going to take over from there after that uh once I don't know I, I guess they're just they're just kind of like banking on like next year they just stumble upon like a gold mine um I, I don't know but uh yeah I, I, I'm assuming he's going to reduce his wages um later on but Arsenal Arsenal is helping pay the wages but it's like it's like a ton off their books though. Um, Adama is is funny because I think well this is gonna this is definitely gonna end up being like a, like a shit on Spurs episode uh, just because of how this this transfer window uh, <laughs> turned out. Um, Adama is is one of like a couple of transfers this window that like was in talks with Spurs <laughs> and then took like a pay cut to go somewhere else. Like he, I, I think I think Spurs offered him a much better deal in terms of money, but he was just like nah fuck that I'm gonna. Going to Barcelona. Um, I saw. I saw the. Sorry. I, I saw no, the. I saw the numbers. I'm pretty sure he's making 15 to 20 percent of what he would had he been at Tottenham. So imagine making like a fifth of the salary you could have made. Like that's how much he didn't want to join Tottenham. Also, like I, I don't know. I did. You guys see this guy? I just didn't see Adama getting transferred like at all. Like I, I just didn't see it coming at all. I mean, like I'm not like shocked by it like it's just uh, he's not the caliber of player that i'm that i can be shocked by he's a good player but he's at on at his best on like a european contender he's a he's like a bench off the bench speedster like i don't see i don't see him out of these three he's the one i out of furon abamiang and adama adama's the one i see getting the least playing time actually i think abamiang would be the bigger flop but i don't i think they're going to give him game time I don't see Adama being like frozen out of the team. Like I definitely see Obama being frozen out. Maybe it's just because it happened to Arsenal, but I see like Obama like there's a there's a route to Obama being frozen out of the team. But I, I feel like Adama's always like like if he's not starting, he's always gonna be like like a 70th minute sub. Um just to terror yeah, the, the But I I don't think he'll be anything more than that though. Like he may get game times <laughs> against like lower level Granada like Granada or like some random La Liga teams, but like he's not gonna be starting in the Champions League. He won't be starting big La like he's not gonna start it against Atletico this weekend. Well he can't start against the Champions League if they're not in it. Oh, it's sorry. You're right. You're right. So in the Europa League. Um, Chris, I, I, you haven't talked yet. I feel like you're the person I want to hear from the most on this. You're a notorious Barca ranter. No, he's the he's the notorious Adama defender. Ah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an Adama defender. Maybe that's why I haven't said anything. I will. Um, I, I mean, like, Adama to Barca is, like, not a good signing. Like, I'll admit that. And the reason is, like... Barcelona is a very technical team that doesn't rely on counterattacking. Like if you had Adama at Spurs, Spurs, like that's a counterattacking team. So then like, at least, you know, you get the breakaway and then head towards the goal and then not score the goal. You know what I mean? But like, it, it's not a, it's, it's like the, these signings are like, if you're, if you're in FIFA career mode and then like 
the career mode just got fucked up or something and just started like doing random assignments to like players going to teams. That's kind of what it is. Like none, none of these players are going to resolve Barcelona's problems in the short term. And the only one that may resolve it in the long term is Ferran Torres. And I don't think that's going to happen for a couple of years. So, I mean, it's really not like a great window. It's just like panic signings. So Barcelona could get something and, I don't see any of these players like saving Barcelona. Just like a counter on the Adama um, and like fitting in the system, you know, I mean, he did play at Barcelona. I feel like he's somewhat familiar with the system and probably knows that, you know, when he was going to go there that obviously now he might have to adapt himself again, you know, but it's, it's, it's actually a lot better of a situation than we might think, you know, he is familiar with, you know, the whole Barcelona project and how they I'm gonna, the team. I'm going to pull a line from, from Hunter just because he knows where the bathrooms are with La Masia in the Camp Nou doesn't mean he's going to, he's going to fit in. Like Adama is, yeah, like, like Chris said, they're like, they're a counter, they're, they're not a counter attacking team, right? Like all the most successful players at Barcelona, like none of them are just like lightning players, like maybe Ronaldinho, but he was his own breed. Adama's not Ronaldinho. I, I, like, I, I don't, I don't see him being successful there also because is this an admission of Barcelona being like, all right, we're going to sacrifice our like, like possession-based tiki-taka, like, like the ball moves faster than you kind of style. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, but also I think it's really funny that thematically it fits a lot because like at this point, I think the idea of Barcelona is a lot more terrifying than Barcelona itself. And I think that goes on, it goes along with Adama. Like the idea of, of Adama Traore coming at you is way more terrifying than Adama Traore actually dribbling the ball. Cause he's going to like, He's, he's gonna he's gonna dribble. He's gonna beat four or five players and just lose the ball, right? So I, I just I mean, think that that's it's funny, kind of funny. Habit. I'm not like the biggest Adama. I don't like love Adama. I, I I don't think I don't hate him as much as Hunter does, but like I do think he is in pretty much just a buffed pace merchant. I don't know if anyone can hear that. That maybe my that's my radiator. Uh, but uh, the he's just he's just a buffed pace merchant. And I I just want to finish off with Barca. I want to move on quickly. Like I I do think Ferran Torres is a good signing. I think he will play probably the most out of the three actually this year. Uh, wait, wait, where, do, where do we think uh, Abamene is going to play? Because his most successful at Arsenal he's been is, is off the left. Um, do you think that's like a place for him to go? I guess, I guess, like, but then you have like Luke De Jong in the center. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll play, they'll play Depay down the center. I think that'll be, I think, I, actually, I don't know. It'll be either in my, if I had to guess, I think it'll be either Abamyang or Depay will be the player coming down the center of the field. I don't know I which agree. one it will be. I just don't know which one it'll be. One of them will be on the left. One of them will be down the center. And if Usman Dembele stays healthy, he's better than Ferran, in my opinion. But I don't think he will. He's a lost cause. And the fact that, like, he didn't leave that club is just unbelievable. I think Torres is more more uh, moldable to, to Barcelona's style. I mean, I, for, when, when he has played at Man City, he has played well. He's been he's been a good player. Um, but let's let, let's let's move on. The biggest transfer of this window, uh, and I'm sure we'll all have mixed opinions on this, is Dusan Vlajevic for uh, it says eighty nine million dollars in fees. I that's probably around eighty million in uh, euros for our European listeners. But uh, basically ninety he for for I'll go eighty million euros. Dusan Vlajevic. Uh, is off to Juventus from Fiorentina. I'm quite sure he's leading Serie A in scoring right now. I'm pretty sure 17. He's tied with Immobile for 17 goals at the top of Serie A. Uh, 
I am not a fan of this. I would have rather he stayed at Fiorentina for another six months and like I, I like developed more. That being said, like he is a filthy player. Like I, I think he's gotten off his one season wonder tag with his like with his two seasons uh, of being really good. And I don't know. I just I still would have rather he stayed at Fiorentina for another six months and then gone to Juve in the summer if he was going to go to Juve. Jan, this January transfers in general are always he's going to have to fit into a new system now. Like I don't know. He's going to have to split. It's not that it'll split playing time with Murata. It's just like he'll he'll, he'll he's definitely a better player than Murata, but like. I don't know. It's he has to, he's to fit a new, into a new system. He's got to he's got to get new teammates, and he's already on he was already on fire at the team he was at. They're they're not exactly a bad team. They're like seventh in the league over there. Uh, I just I would have rather he done this in the summer as opposed to now. But Juve has the money to send ninety million to Fiorentina to sign him. I don't know. Does anyone else? Does anyone have any thoughts on this? It's the biggest signing of January. I hate it because like I just hate Juve. Like, like I, I just, I just hate them being like the juggernaut, you know. Um, the same way, like, like Bayern just sent, signs all the, all the talent. Like, I really wish he went to like, uh, I don't know, any other team. Like, I guess like Milan, because of a Milan fan, but um, just any team that other than like Juve, Bayern, or City, um, I would have been happy. But it was one of those. Yeah, it's. Um, I agree with everything that's been said. It's kind of an annoying one, and I really wanted Vlahovic to go to Borussia Dortmund after Erling Holland leaves the summer, but who knows if that's going to even happen anymore. But yeah, it's, it's kind of an annoying signing. And I think what pisses me off the most about it is like Fiorentina and Juventus, like they're both kind of in that top four race ish. Um, and so like, this would be like if Manchester United bought Declan Rice for 90 million, like in the January transfer window, it's just like, these are clubs that are like in contention with each other and they just passed along their star striker. So like, that's kind of annoying. Yeah. This signing is basically just uh, we're trying to make a push into the top four, you know, let's just flex our muscle, use our money. You know, Fiorentina offered him a ton of money, offered him a couple contract extensions. He turned every single one down. You know, his clearly his ambition was to leave that club in January. He didn't want to have to wait. Um, I mean, you can't blame him. You know, he's had two good years and, and you know, props to him. He, you know, wants to move on, wants to, you know, obviously try a different, uh, you know, surrounding around him. And, you know, obviously I think Juventus is a good signing for them. You know, we'll have to wait and see how he fits in. You know, I think the interesting thing is Morata, you know, had, you know, an easy path to just leave. Right? You know, they signed a new striker. You know, I have clubs you know, that want to sign me. But, you know, he decided to stay. He actually likes the idea of playing with um, with Tuzan um, in Juventus. So it should be interesting to see how it's going to work out. But, you know, I think this is just a push for the top four. Juve can lock up that top four, get Champions League qualification for next year, and just move on. That's really if about it, it. If that's true about Morata, somebody needs to give him better career advice because he, there's no shot that he's playing with Vlajevic up top. Like, especially if you Dybala and Chiesa, like, Morata is a is a target man striker. And it's the same. Vlajevic is the same thing. Like they're the same player. Vlajevic is just better than him. So I don't, I don't know. Like I, I kind of feel bad for Morata a little bit. I don't think I think he gets a little bit more hate than he deserves. Um, like I like him. I, I he's not as good as like Chelsea signing him for seventy mil. Like that was never like that was never a good signing. But. He gets a little bit of hate. He's a relatively productive striker. He goes to like 12, 13, 14 goals a year on average, which is like a good turnout. Like, I think it's good. But Vlajevic is scoring 17 in half the time. So, like, I it, it's just a 
I don't know. I feel kind of when I like when I say that, like, I don't think he's ever been in a place where he's been the guy since he flopped at Chelsea. He went to Atletico, had to compete with Griezmann and Diego Costa. Then now he's at then now he's at Juve, has Vlajevic, Dybala and Ronaldo to screw around with. Like, uh, and then also I forgot about Moise Keynes on Juventus. This is another one. I wonder what's going to happen with him. Now Vlajevic is going to start like. I, th- I think that one one more thing that like I haven't seen this talk about anywhere. I didn't it didn't even occur to me until like while, while we were talking about it. This kind of shows like how much of a joke like the all the financial enforcement is in in European football. Like, weren't Juventus being investigated for for financial misdealings? But like the fact that that just like disappeared and they they spend ninety million on a striker is a little bit suspicious and the fact that that like isn't questioned at all by anyone i have like no one no one's known one's, I, I didn't even think about it um until just now uh so that's that's a that's a little bit weird and all this stuff. yeah 80 million euros is quite a bit um well i mean if no one else has anything to add to that the next the next thing on the docket is uh i mean i know i'll, I'll want to hear from united fans on this uh but martial's gone he's off to sevilla and it is a loan. Uh, I think it's a six-month loan. I, what 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 are we expecting out of this? Like, what 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 do we what do we want to see out of this from a, 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 anybody? Um, I think just really kind of like Ralph Ranrick said in the, in his press conference, right? You know, guys like Martial, Van de Beek, and, and Ahmad Diallo—they just need to get playing time. That's really about it. Um, and. You know, I, I think with this, I'm not really expecting him to go off, you know, go back to, you know, his his regular kind of form. But, I, you know, I just think getting regular playing time, you know, obviously still playing in a somewhat competitive league in La Liga, it could definitely help him. You know, I don't know what United's going to do when he comes back. I honestly think he's going to probably stay at Sevilla or maybe go somewhere else. But, you know, it's just nice to see him getting playing time. You know, he's someone that, you know, when he plays, he's not bad. You know, he's been bashed by the United fans because, I mean, we're, we're always pretty harsh on all of our players, but. Um, I think it's a good opportunity to kind of build his stock back up, get some value back in his name and, and, you know, really show the world, I guess, what he can do again. Cause you know, he's been basically, you know, nobody ever since Ronaldo came. So I think it's good for him. I think it'll, it'll help him a lot. I think him and, and Donnie, especially you know, getting that playing time that they, they definitely deserve because they're, they're talented. It's just, you know, can you get on the field? That's the big thing. So. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. I think, um, I would say of the three players that were loaned out, like Donny, Ahmad, and Martial, I think Donny might be the one that I'm the most excited about regarding alone, just because we haven't seen him play, really. I mean, like, he he just hasn't gotten game time in. Like, I've seen Martial play. Like, I've seen Martial at his best, even if it was, you know, three, four years ago. I've seen, like, a little bit of Ahmad, but, like, he's still very young. Whereas for Donny, it's like, this guy's like getting there in age. I mean, like he's still young, but like he's getting towards like the peak of his career. And so like, I'll probably be watching a lot of Everton games, Kieran. So there's that, right? Who was, who was more of like a, wait, what the heck just happened? Um, Martial or, or Deli Ali? Like in terms of like. Oh, Deli Ali. Like, like. I agree. I, think- I just, I just wanted to hear from the, because we have the United fans here. Yeah. Like if, if you're asking me, I think it's Deli Ali. I think it's easily Deli Ali. Uh, Martial is like, like we've been talking about Martial leaving United all year. And we've been talking about Deli Ali leaving Spurs for like, like a couple of years now. But like, it's, it's like one of those things that was like, okay, like, was, is he actually ever going to leave? You know, like, I don't know. Uh, not, not, no, no, not, not that he was transferred, but like more like, like you see the, 
you see the fact that like like how they started and then the just the absolute drop in in quality and like oh like out of the first team that's what you mean yeah, yeah that's what i mean ah uh, that's hard i don't know i don't know how i think about it i, I think delhi definitely dropped off more in quality i think martial's always been good i think he's just been screwed over with the situation you know he's had to obviously do with ronaldo this year you know obviously deal with the rise of greenwood um Right. You know, it's just he's good when he plays. He's good. It's just, you know, he can't get regular playing time. Whereas Delhi, you know, like the class, the world class talent was there. It's just like sometimes you watch him on the pitch. And it's like, dude, what is what is going on? You know, I'm, I'm more like, you know, what the fuck with with Delhi, you know, specifically. But I like kind of see what you're saying, Joe. But at the same time, I like I, I agree that like I feel like Delhi Ali was like he was the guy, you know, like he was going to be the England cam for the next couple years. Like he was the guy, he was very good. And Mar- Martial was good too, but I, I definitely feel like Delhi had a steeper fall. Yeah. But I, I don't know if like Martial was necessarily screwed by the situation. I, I mean, like just watching him last year, even like when he was on the pitch, it was just like, Oh man, like he, the work rate isn't there. Uh, I, I mean, like whenever he loses the ball, he would sulk. And it's just like, I don't know. For me, like I, I felt like there was sort of an attitude issue there. But I mean, he can turn it around. But I don't know. I, I, I don't think like Martial is as good as people thought that he is. I like I don't I don't know if I would even necessarily call him like world class anymore. Like he's a good player, but I don't know. I think Deli Ali is more like he's more like the it's more his fault that he's fallen as opposed to Martial. Like Martial, like, like Joe said, like, I think Martial, like he, he is kind of, he has kind of been screwed over by his situation. Like, I think he, he definitely has, like he had to deal, he's had to deal with Greenwood. He's also had to deal with competing with, you know, like Rashford and like other guys. And like, he's never really had been able to, he's had seasons. I like people forget that Martial has had a 17 goal season in the Prem. Like that's not thing. That's nothing to laugh at as a winger, like, especially as like a young winger, like he, like no, very few young wingers can do that. Um, he, you're right. Like Chris, like he was going to be the England cam. Nobody was there to compete with him. Martial had competition. So like, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has anything to say about that. No, I agree. It's Deli. We forget that Deli Ali won young player of the year, two years in a row. Like that's like How a pretty nuts accomplishment. <laughs> How I don't even I don't know how old he is. Deli, I think he's yeah, he's, he's got to be like, like he's still like totally young. salvageable. Twenty five, yeah, yeah he's, 25. he's definitely he's totally, still he's salvageable. totally salvageable. Um, but he can still have a good career. Yeah, um, I, I think that something just went went wrong. Well, okay. Um, next on the docket, I will, I will, uh, we we I, I, we'll talk about this now before the before we get to Everton transfers because we're on the United subject. Greenwood, this isn't something to joke about uh, in the sense that, like, it is a pretty terrible thing that has happened, but he has transferred to prison FC and he, he's gone and say, uh, I mean, if you guys, uh, if you've listened to the video and seen all the like evidence against him, it's very incriminating. He's very guilty. Uh, so it's just, uh, I don't think we should spend too much time on it. But it is something that it sounds it, it seems like it's over. Like it seems like it's done. It, his career is like gonna go down the tubes. And for me, like it's just a waste because this is he's he's a player that I I know we used to compare like who was better, Bakayo Soccer or Mason Greenwood. I thought Mason Greenwood was clearly better. Um, and he's a player that had the mo- one of the most natural eyes for goal that I think I've seen in a while. 
and it's just a waste and it's down the tubes now because apparently he's a fucking maniac but i don't know if you united fans have anything to add here yeah it's just a sad loss he's he was the future man united and you know for this to happen I don't. I'm, I was speechless when I saw the news. You know, it was crazy. I mean, he had that little news. Like, I think it was a couple of years ago with Phil Foden, um, where he was like sneaking girls into like the hotel when they were playing like a friendly. I don't know. It was like in like Iceland or something like that. He got like you know sent home from the the English national team. And I'm like, this kid's a pretty innocent kid. Like you know, it's just a one time thing. And then obviously this thing happens. This is fifty times worse. And it's like, oh my gosh, but. Yeah, and no, it's just upsetting, you know, that this is this was one of England's young talents. This was one of our young talents, you know, it's, it's just sad. I, I think it's fair to say that Mason Greenwood was the next Wayne Rooney. I think like most people would probably agree with that statement for the most part. Um, but yeah, like this is absolutely terrible. I mean, he's going to be in prison forever. It's where he belongs. Um, but yeah, just absolutely devastating heartbreaking terrible thing i think a, a lot of like the the talk about mason greenwood like begins with kind of putting him on a pedestal which like i get because you guys are united fans um but like in, in general when, when talking about like athletes who have like done stuff like this like i think that that's something that needs to like shift like i, like, I get it like obviously like, he, he, he was good but yeah there's, there's no there's no like like easy or like normal way to talk about this uh because it is like a larger than life character but yeah i mean it, it, was, it was it was a monstrosity uh and um, hopefully the legal system does the right thing instead of doing the wrong thing, which the legal system tends to do pretty often. So, I mean, he, he's done, like, I, he's done and it's good that he's done. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think, it, I think we're saying that it's a waste uh, like, I, I, I'm with the, I'm with the United fans in the sense that like, I, I thought he was really good, but it's a waste, but like, he deserves to be locked away and he's gone and it's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know if this deserves much more time. If anyone else has anything to say, I just want to add something real quick. I know you say that he's done. I've been like reading a bunch of stuff on it. I do think that he's not going to serve a crazy long prison sentence. I do think he comes back and I do think he plays football, but I don't think it's obviously at Man United. I think eventually, you know, I think it was what, like first time offense for him or something like that. Some crazy thing where like they're saying like he might only serve like a five year prison sentence. And I was like, dumbfounded to see that but like he very well could if he does get the five-year prison sentence and not anything more i could see him signing somewhere in like china like saudi arabia uh, he will ship, ship, ship him off to saudi arabia they'll, they'll, they'll he love will, him dude, he's gonna he's gonna end up at like a like a, he's gonna end up at like an edgelord pub team or something like i i think like he's gonna, just gonna get frozen out of everything like, I mean, he should be it would be it'd be kind of fucked if he like he ended up on on like a like a professional team no European team will touch him now, no. uh, but they should be off to Saudi Arabia. He belong, it sounds like he belongs there. Um, so let, let, let's let's move on uh, to the, the – I guess this is kind of exciting uh, for me. Uh, Lampard is in. I am much, 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 much more happy with this as Ben Rafa. I will say that. And he has gone to work for sure when it comes to the transfer window. He's, he's told Fahad Mashiri to, to pull out that checkbook. And actually, he, he didn't really do it. He told Fahad Mashiri to not pull out the checkbook. And he, pulled, he, didn't do, he didn't do any of that. He, he, Mikulingo was signed for, for 30. Dinier is obviously out. He's off to Aston Villa, which is a fairly lateral signing in my opinion. But uh, you guys will probably disagree with that. Um, and then... Like our lateral career move, I mean, for him, like it's not like he's going to a Champions League team. He's just like 
he's just good. I don't know. I did. I love Dinier, but I, I, that transfer made no sense to me. Um, Miguelon goes in 30 mil. El Ghazi, I think was like 10. Deli Ali was on a free, which is kind of a steal in my opinion, actually. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize it was a free. And then Van de Beek is on loan for six months, which I know you guys are probably the most excited for that, but like, I can't really get, like, I love that signing. Like, I think it's a good signing, but I can't get super excited on it about it just because it's a six month loan. That, that That's really the only reason. Also, like, doesn't he play in the same position as Deli Ali? Yep. That's good. Good. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, this is such a mess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, also, like, I the uh, if I had to, I don't know. Like, this lineup is like very confusing to decipher now. Like, Richarlison on the left, DCL down the center. Uh, who's on the right? Like, I'm trying to think who would be on the right. Then it would probably be a Donnie Allen. Uh, Donnie and Allen would be in the midfield for sure. Donnie Allen Decore. I'm gonna. Get Deli Ali out of there. Like he'll be the. You're gonna, you're gonna play two holding mids. Allen and Decore. The double pivot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. What does Frankie normally? Play? Actually, what is Frank's system? What does he do? It's been I, so I, long since he got sacked. He doesn't actually know what he's doing. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he goes into a diamond and makes Sir Charleston a striker with uh, Calvert Lewin. I don't know. I like. I feel like he's a four-one-two-three guy. Just because that's what his Chelsea teams played for all those years. Like, when, when, when Mason Mount broke into the team and Tammy, what was the formation? Like, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember that formation. He's been he's been gone for like a year, and since then it's just been Tuchel, Tuchel, Tuchel. So I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try and think it was a four one two three, and then have a Decore, Allen, Donnie midfield with, uh, Richarlison and um, what's his name. Oh, I mean, I forgot El Ghazi. Yeah, we'll do we'll we'll do Richarlison, El Ghazi, and DCL. Wait, That's how, how are you playing? Are you playing double, double pivot with a four one two three? Yeah, we you got Decore's the holding, Allen as like the Allen and Van de Beek says like the as the as the creative infielders. Allen's more of a box to box guy anyway. Okay. Karen, I have a question for you. What's up? So if Frank Lampard had his Chelsea team. In tenth place, like with that squad, why are you feeling good about this Everton squad and where they will be by the end of the season? I just want to not get relegated, and I believe Frank will not do that. That's that's really it. That's literally that's literally it. I just I mean, I what just, what what place do you think they're going to finish? Be honest. Everton, like twelfth, probably. That's bold as hell. I feel like I feel like Lampard just like a flashy signing. Like I like I. It's weird to say that for a manager, but like he's just like a shiny signing. Like I don't think that like he hasn't proven anything still. Um, given like like Everton is probably the highest tier of club he could he could possibly get right now. So like for him, it's a wonderful move. Um, for Everton, I'm I'm not so sure. Actually, it's kind of. I mean, as a, as an Everton fan, you can you can tell me, but. I think there's a couple ways of looking at this, and one of those ways is that like, he kind of comes into this job with like kind of kind of the same position he came into the Chelsea job, where he's just like, well, they're already in a bad position, so like, so like I can't really make it worse, um, so I kind of have a free pass. Uh, but also, like like Everton fans might chew him alive. Um, so there's that. So we're, I, not, like, we're, we're we're not a nice crowd. Like, yeah, we're we're not like an easy like we're not gonna like we'll we'll, we'll yell it. We'll like we'll like ask him to be fired if he if we if we think he should be. Um, but 
I don't know. I just don't, I think he, I think he, he's good enough of a manager to not get relegated. Cause remember like there was a time where he did like, he had a full season at Chelsea with a young squad and finished in fourth when no one is expecting him to do that. He had a, you know, he had a better squad and finishing 10th before. That's uh, what but, I'm saying. Like, but I, he's like, not, with, I don't no, know. I, I'm going to try and go with Lampard. Giving him a pass. I'm giving him a pass. He finished in fourth. For no you. reason. He finished in I fourth. I mean, any of us could finish in fourth with that much money. And like, we, we, that much like no, 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 I, will, I will defend Hunter here. He finished in fourth on a team that like. Well, on a team that spent $250 million, No, no. The year, the, the year that he started, they didn't do that. That was the next year. And that's yeah, and he got them in tenth after that. He finished in fourth at two hundred fifty million dollars and finished in tenth place. He, yeah, but okay. What coming off a transfer ban where he didn't, where he had to, you know, use Mason Mount and Tammy and literally not sign anyone for the entire summer. They finished in fourth. They had to play the Chelsea boys. We're not looking at the X Havertz and Werner, and you saw what happened. We're 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 not looking at the X factor here, which is the fact that this is his first time managing a team without Mason Mount. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I want to, uh, um, real quick, you know, we talked about how Lampard's a shiny signing. He added even more shine to that. Ashley Cole is joining the staff at Everton. Karen, what do you think of that? Uh, like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I forgot that guy existed. The great, great left back. Great, great, great left back. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm going to do, I, do a quick Hunter impression. Ashley Cole, my boy. He's a baller. Oh my god. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't think we'll. I, I, I this makes me a little bit more optimistic that we're not going to get relegated because he's a new manager, and there's always that new manager like push. You know, when you when you when you come in, you have like at least five or six games of like decent form, and I think that that form will be enough to not get us relegated. And then maybe we can fire him in early next year. And I, I, I don't fucking know. Like I just. I just don't want to get relegated. That's literally it. I just just don't want to have to watch fucking championship championship. You're not gonna get relegated. It's it. I don't think you're gonna get relegated, but I also don't think you're gonna finish in twelve. I think twelve is ambitious, and I think relegation is is way too low. <laughs> so what, what? Well, I mean, twelfth. So you, there's six spots between twelfth and eighteenth. Where am I finishing? Which in there? Sixteenth. Fourteenth through fourteenth to sixteenth. Yeah. I think fifteenth. Yeah. 14th 14th is pretty fair all right well i mean there's I, your there's your new manager bounce from 16th i would to fucking take that any day of the week i would love that if that happened um but i'm not sure it will so okay next up on the docket and we don't really talk about spurs that much that 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 much these days but they had some they had a couple interesting signings this year uh this window kuliseski and ventinker are through the are they're through their they're through the door uh, both of them were around 20 to 20, 20 to 15 to 20 million, I think, which is an, in, that's just an interesting signing. And in Dombele is out, he's back in Leon. Lichelso is loaned out to Villarreal. I only mentioned Lichelso because he was such a giant fee and Brian Gill is off on loan to Valencia. So I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I knowing Conte and like he's bringing in Juventus players and I like I I don't know I just is any I, how do you guys what do you guys think about this I think it's an interesting pick they've basically revamped their entire midfield. Before we we start, I'd like to read out a statement from my friend who's a who's a massive Spurs fan. Um, so I, I asked him for for a statement like like uh, 
before the the, the show because um, Spurs had a very interesting window in that like they they like they lost Dele um, and then uh, I don't know they had to see like Erickson sign for a different team um, and then they had to like they had to deal with the fact that like <laughs> that Liverpool just like came out under them and and took their deal off the table. Uh, but here here's a statement. Um, basically, it's hard to be excited about new signings until we see how they turn out. 30% because the fact that we've offloaded a few of our recent signings shows how fans have more have more tempered expectations. 70% because I'll never feel the same high since the bail loan. I think Spurs fans agree, I think Spurs fans agree that while we've been complaining about our lack of depth, we we are happily to have <clears throat> successfully to have successfully offloaded the players we want at to, we want to at the risk of losing half of our midfield options because there's an air of trust and patience in Conte's rebuild. We're also happy to have signed two players. As expected, once it came out that Delhi is actually leaving, the reality sunk into fans and the bittersweet tributes and memes started pouring out. The memes were basically juxtaposing the before slash after opinion towards Delhi leaving. No one really fell out of love for Delhi, and that shows when when most fans I see jump on the Delhi comeback hype anytime he has one good game. But it's always just been one good one good game and has never been consistent improvement in form. So what went from a hope to loan to loan out became a harsh reality that it would be better to sign him. But once he was sold, many fans wished it was alone and wished yeah wished it was alone and joked that they regret ever wanting Delhi to leave. Delhi's chant will always be in the fans' favorite chant, seeing we sing it when Delhi does anything remotely interesting on the field. And despite Delhi's form in the past two years, his legacy will be his assist in the third Ajax goal, his smug reaction to Arsenal and Chelsea fans on the field, and the fact that he porked Pep's daughter. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Um, Oof, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, Delhi's Delhi. Like, I I hope he does well as well because that means I won't get relegated. So, um, the I, I don't know. I mean, back back to these the, the Spurs signings with Kulisevsky and Benson Kerr. I think Benson Kerr is a great signing. I don't know. I don't if any. I don't know if anyone else has any opinions on any of these, but I think. And Dombele was not the – I didn't expect him to be a flop. I didn't expect him to flop like he did. Uh, I think maybe he had a little bit of a harsh time in Spurs for whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, but I I, I just – I think Bentoncourt is a really young, really good box-to-box midfielder who Conte will use well, and we will be talking about him. I don't know if anyone has else anything to add to the Spurs talk. I mean, we uh, thought about him Dombele, no? Like when he came in, like he he came in, he scored his first game, and then he just poof. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, what were you guys gonna say? No, I was just saying it's like two two guys who have like pretty decent ceilings, and you just gotta really wait and see on how they're gonna fit into the system. Yeah, I, I like Benton Core a lot. He was a pretty solid cog in in Juve's system, and you know, now he's coming to Tottenham and. Uh, you, you think he's a pretty good box-to-box midfielder. I agree. I think he's someone that could be good. And I think Kulosevsky is also really good, too, which just could be interesting to see how he fits into this team. But, you know, both these guys, you know, if if they hit on both of these, it'd be great. You know, I think they really want to hit on at least one of them. And I think Benzikur is definitely the guy that they can do it with. So, you know, we'll see. I think as a United fan, I'm not, like, stressed about any of these signings. Like, I once I saw the signings, I was like, okay. Like, whatever. It's really not that big of a deal. I, I feel like United squad is still much better than Spurs. So as long as they just keep their shit together, which they won't, they'll finish top four. United uh, squad is much better than a lot of teams. 
that doesn't that hasn't meant yeah I, I i mean joe joe and i know that doesn't really mean much nowadays but i mean i was gonna say like that it may be better than a lot of teams but uh like Kulisevsky and Benchikor are Conte signings that the, he knows how those players will work. Like, uh, so like I think he'll get them to be more effective inside of his system than, and that is a problem for United. That's all I'm saying. Um, but uh, I also just wanted to Brian Gill is like a they signed him this summer and they loaned him off to Valencia, and I I don't know like. I, I, I'm not really sure why they signed him now. <laughs> well, they, they signed him before Conte. I think Conte was just like, I don't want this fucking guy here. He's just taking up space and yeah. wages. That makes sense. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Lachelso is actually a fairly large flop. When I realized that they bought him for seventy million, um, so uh, I like, like I wasn't going to talk about him, and I saw how much they signed him for, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like that's a that's a massive flop. Uh, and he's a guy that I think he may have like scored a Rabona or something in uh in in Ligue 1 with Paris, and now I don't even remember where they signed him from. Wasn't it uh, Betis? I'm pretty I sure. I think Betis. it was Betis. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think he was also had a pretty good year for Argentina one year. Um. So it, it's a they just signed him for a lot of money. That's really it. And I guess he's just flopped pretty hard. Um, next on the docket, I'll let Pronov have the floor here because he's always complaining about Liverpool squad depth. Luis Diaz is in for uh 40 mil, um, which brings their total spending for this year uh, or this season uh up to about 80. So how uh how you feeling about this? Uh, I I mean like I I personally just to get my thoughts out there, I don't even care. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like not caring is, is a little bit of a strange stance. Like, like what like whether whether you're saying like he's a good signing for Liverpool or like you're like oh fuck in the next Merseyside Derby. Or, or, or yeah, I like I like don't think he's gonna pl- like he'll play. I guess like he's he's a ran he's like one of those wingers from Porto that I feel like there are like fifty of them. Like Corona, Luis Diaz, Otavio. Like there's like five like there's like five to six of these guys sitting on Porto, and you guys just haven't designed one of them. I don't even know if he's having a good year. Does anyone know this guy's stats? Who? Like like I just I, I see him. I see eighty an eighty rating on FIFA, and that's literally it. Like, and I'm not even trying to say that like the FIFA rating is all I all I is like he's good or bad because of his FIFA rating. That's literally just all I know about him. I feel like the the Portuguese league like they regularly get. Like just a random guy on FIFA that is eighty rated who ends up being like very good. I feel like he'll probably be good. Uh, Kieran, he's played eighteen matches for Porto this season and he scored fourteen goals. That's pretty good. That's a Liverpool version. So he has no. Like I like. I'm sorry. He's playing. He's playing in fucking Portugal. Like this is where I'll like this is where I'll shit on Portugal. Like they like they have three good teams in that league. That 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 is it. Fucking Seferovic goes off every year in that league. Like that 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 random that Swiss dude who's like on Benfica. He scores like twenty goals a year there. And like you stick him in any other league in the year in the fucking in any of the top five leagues, you'll score like six. Like I don't know. It's it's a shit league. Like I'm sorry. I mean like, Everton would probably be like. 10th place in the Portuguese league would be my guess. Oh my 100%. God. Dude, they'd be they'd probably win it if they had a good coach. I don't know. 
What do you? Porto competes in the Champions League. Everton is getting wiped by every Champions League team out there. Yeah, Porto Gareth goes is ripping league, Everton then, apart. Porto goes to the Champions League and loses five zero to Liverpool every year. Like, uh, well, yeah, it's not Porto's it. fault. It's just like a magical matchup that just happens, but like, yeah, like they I'm don't sorry. do so bad like, against other teams. Portugal is a Portugal is a, one of the most overrated leagues I've seen. Like, it, it's just a really overrated league, and it pisses me off that people think it's good when it Turin's has two. So angry teams. because for a, for a brief time this, this this year, it overtook France for for UEFA ranking points. Yes, and it was it's utterly ridiculous. That right, but don't don't thing. like. Like, like you're 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 taking that, and then you're making you're taking Luis Diaz, and you're shooting all the bullets you want. Yeah, to because he's probably goal. scoring against fucking like Estoril or like some random fucking teams in there. That like I I don't know. I'm just gonna go look at this this Portuguese team. Does anyone know any teams besides the big three? Uh, there's oh, oh I'm Braga. Braga, Benfica, Porto, Sporting Portugal. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, yes, these are the top four. Like they are every year. <laughs> like well, Boa, Boa Vista is pretty good, but they're in they're in 14th. But I, I feel like Boa Vista has, has done something somewhere. There are two teams in this. There, are, wait. There's one, two, three, four teams in this league that don't have crests on, uh, and and one of them's in fifth. <laughs> I think the best part is also that Santa Clara has the same badge as Benfica, but smaller. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> so, so Porto are in first, and he has scored in 18 matches, he scored 14 goals. We're going to ignore the fact that uh, last season, 30 matches, he scored six goals. And the previous season, he also scored six goals in 29 matches. Um, but he had five That's assists last a- season, which is good. No, that's not so great. Uh, but he's under a clock now, so so uh, I don't know. Um, but I mean, he, he's a pretty sought after player. Like like he, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you guys have seen all the drama between <laughs> between Spurs and Liverpool. Um, and I think it's just the funniest thing ever because Daniel Levy went and tried to tell on Liverpool uh, to to John Henry, and John Henry was like, "What are you talking about? Like this is wonderful. I love what Liverpool are doing right now." Um, so then Daniel Levy is, is, is not so happy. Um, and, and Liverpool, you, you got like, like Kieran, I, I know you, I know you, you shit on the whole, like, like, oh, Liverpool don't sign any players kind of thing. Liverpool weren't going to sign Luis Diaz, but, uh, Spurs did such a good job of negotiating the price so far down that Liverpool were like, oh, okay, we'll take that price. And they went in for the price that Spurs negotiated down and they bought Luis Diaz for that price after Spurs had done all the work. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't have had any signings this window. And, but yeah, this is basically just to kind of uh, develop towards that that future proofing. Um, that like I'm that's that's the thing that I've I've been like like worried about for for so long. Um, because they're all all the front three are turning thirty, um, and they're all out of contract uh, soon. So Luis Diaz, like like I don't know, he might not get a ton of minutes. I think he's he's definitely going to play because like there's definitely a ton of opportunities for him to play. I don't know if he's he's going to be. There in time, I doubt it for for this Sunday at the FA Cup, um, but that would be like like a perfect place to showcase him. He'll probably he'll probably get chances to, like against like like smaller teams, um, and like I, I think he's gonna work his way into the squad. Like I, I don't I don't see it being super different than um, what's this Diogo Jota, and I think that like like they're gonna they're gonna be the, the two that start kind of like the the next generation. Um, in addition, Fabio Carvalho didn't get over the line, but um, 
I think as of today, Fulham and Liverpool have all but agreed like uh, the the signing for the summer, which is like the same thing because they, he wasn't going to come here until the summer anyway. Uh, he was going to get loaned back to Fulham. So all in all, I'm pretty happy with this window, even though we only signed one player. Um, Nat Phillips went on loan to Bournemouth and Nico Williams went on loan to Fulham. I think, I think, I think Nat, Nat Phillips deserves some playing time. So I think it's a good loan. Uh, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to, who's the guy in Leeds? That's a, that's pretty good. Who starts for England? No, 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 no. Uh, The guy who starts for England. Is he on Leeds? Oh, uh, yeah. Kevin Kevin Phillips? Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips. I was just just thinking about that when you talked about Leeds. I didn't say anything about Leeds. Uh, when you talked about Matt Phillips, I thought about Calvin Phillips. <laughs> I was like, I think I should go somewhere. He's pretty good. Um, all right. Well, I think we should just – I'm going to – I have the transfer marks page up here. Uh, I think we should go just run through maybe the, the top three, four signings of the, win- the of the window and see what we got. If anything jumps out to you, quick quick takes. Bruno Guimaraes, Gua, Guimaraes. Does anyone have like Portuguese ch- – uh, pronunciations down. I'm fairly certain, like in in Portuguese, you just kind of like the end of the word, you just kind of go here. So it's probably, it's probably Bruno Grimarch or something. All right. Well, um, well, well, I'll check. I'll check with Victor on that one. This is quite a large transfer fee. Um, and I, I mean, he's coming from Leon. Uh, I, I, I kind of like it. I, I, I think it's. I think this is a good signing. I think it's. A, it's a fair fee. Uh, for him, I think because it's it's around thirty five. It's around it's around forty. A million euros so at 46 million dollars it's like a fair fee it's a little high i would say i think he's probably worth around 30 but i guess leon just was like hey you guys are rich now just give us 40 instead um so then uh keeping on the newcastle train chris wood uh went for an astronomical in my opinion fucking 30 mil for a 30 year old striker who has he ever scored more than 10 goals in the prem like what, what what's his like what's his highest turnout I don't. I don't think so. But also, I feel like it was just I feel more like, like he has. it was more like like Burnley or our rivals. Um, and like I don't. I don't know how much they're gonna play Chris Wood, but it's just like we're just gonna take him so that you can't have him. Um, and and that was that was the the philosophy behind that signing, as opposed to like this guy would be a really good uh, piece for our collection. You know, just doesn't just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, uh, Robin Gosens off to Inter Milan from Atalanta. On a loan, another one that I don't think makes any sense uh, from Atalanta perspective. Why would you sell one of your best players to a direct Serie A rival? But it is what it is. Um, or loan him out. I think he played too. Like he start. He's he's he gets game time for Germany as well, if I'm not mistaken. But um, let, as we go down the list, this is a good one. I mean, we don't have to talk about it, but Dennis Sicario to Juventus from Borussia Mönchengladbach for 10 mil. It's great signing. Like absolutely great value. Like they're. How do they get him for fucking twenty mil below market price? That's it, nuts. It's a, it's an it's a steal. Like he's twenty five. He's in his prime. He's gonna start. They they sold Bentoncourt, who's right below him, and he's he, they made a ten million dollar profit on it. It's just like whoever whoever did that Juventus like that was just that's like a, that's phenomenal. Like that's such a good deal. Um, wait, 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 yeah, yes, yes, Chris. Christopher raises hand. Yeah, Chris. Chris Wood had twelve goals last year. Oh wow! Isn't that oh, crazy? It, what what is, thought? I didn't. I that is just so spectacularly media like mediocre that I'm not even gonna. 
I like, like, like it's good. Now it's not mediocre. That's harsh. It's good. But like 30 mil for a 30 year old striker who scored 12 goals last year is like ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know. Newcastle is living up to their like overspending hype that we thought they would be doing. They also they're literally, they're literally cutting off. They're just cutting off Burnley's legs. That's it. By, by that signing. That's the goal. But he, he scored 14 goals the year before that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> He's actually, like, not that bad. He's not a bad striker. <laughs> that's, that's, like, a very good output for, like, a very bad team. Like, if you're scoring 12 goals one year and then 14 Premier League goals in the year prior for Burnley, like... That's, they, that's proper. He's a proper striker. I'm sorry. Proper Sean striker. Uh, I mean, like, so I just want to, like, this isn't really a big one, but Serdar Osmoon to Leverkusen is like a, it's just like a, it's like an interesting signing. He's a good, he's a good goal record in Russia uh, for, for Zenit. Um, if I keep going down, Ikone from Lille to Fiorentina. Interesting one, for sure. I, 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 kinda, I, I don't really know how I feel about it, to be honest. Uh, uh, Jesus Corona went from Porto to Sevilla. Another, another, another cool one. Um uh, by the way, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna recap all of these. If if anyone has any thoughts, feel free to interrupt me. Um, Lachelso off to Villarreal, another another just a massive flop. This one I wanted to bring up: Vout Leghorst to Burnley um, to replace Chris Wood for 15 mil. This is a great signing. I I think like this is an, like for for that price for his caliber of striker. It's like. It's he's great. He's a really good striker. Like he averages 16 to 20 goals a year uh, in, in the Bundesliga, uh, which is no joke. And he's going to a, a relegation threatened team to like to basically to fight it out. There's a bad career move, in my opinion, for him. I would have just stayed at Wolfsburg for however long I could. But Burnley, Burnley got Burnley got a really good st- signing for relatively cheap, in my opinion. Like the fact that Chris Wood was thirty and Walt Weghurst was fifteen is insane to me. Like I, I, I think that's crazy. But um, I don't know if anyone anyone has any thoughts on that. But the the last match of the season is Burnley versus Newcastle, and it's going to be a wow a Weghurst and uh, and Chris Wood clash the Titans for that one. It's going to be very <laughs> exciting. It's going to be it's going to be a relegation derby. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually very much looking forward to that match. I would love that. Yeah. Um, David Neres went from Ajax to Shakhtar to Nest. Another weird one. Uh, I think that just the uh, t- uh just like needs some recognition. If I keep going down, Boga to Atalanta is a good signing. Trippier obviously went to Newcastle. We didn't really talk about that, but it happened. Um, uh, keep going. Aubameyang, we see. Oh, Maitland Niles went on loan to Roma. I don't know if anyone knew that. Um, but that happened. Um, and it's just a, just a weird one, I think. Uh, Jose seems to be liking signing his Premier League, uh, not flops, but underperforming Premier League youngsters. If, if that's how I would, that's how I'd put it. Uh, loan f- fee for half a mil. And uh, Callum Chambers went from Arsenal to Aston Villa. He's been needing to get out of there for a while. I'll do one more page. Um, before I see if anyone sees anything, Mateta to Crystal Palace is a good signing for 12 mil. That's that, that's about right. He's pretty I think you, you're missing a sneaky one. I don't know if you mentioned it. Which one, Julian Alvarez? Man, oh, yeah, yeah, I had that on there. I forgot to talk about that. 20 mil from uh, River Plate. 
I looked at his stats quickly. He scored 20 goals last season in the Argentinian league, which is like, you know, like with South American players, like I personally don't know enough about South American football to like really understand how good those leagues are. I understand. You, you can't spend five minutes shitting on the Portuguese I, so league saying, and then all of a sudden say I'm saying that I don't know. I don't knew this was coming from Chris, so I kept my mouth shut because I, I, to I don't say. know in the sense that I don't know how good the Argentinian league is. I know that the Portuguese league sucks, in my opinion. I I know that Argentina. I think maybe those the this, the Brazilian and Argentinian leagues get a little bit of shit because they're in South America. I I don't know. I'm not gonna. They do produce a lot of good players. Um as opposed to the Portuguese league, which produces like uh, fucking who, like, you know, a good player once in a while. Yeah. Uh, they produce, there's this guy, I think his name's like Cristiano Ronaldo. All right, you can't I, have you heard of that guy? 20 years ago. I knew someone was going to say that. Like, oh, uh, Bruno Fernandez, maybe. I don't know if you know that guy. You might not. Nah, I'm sorry. Fuck that league. Uh, and I also don't know. I don't know. Like, Julian Alvarez, he did score 20 goals as a youngster inside of an Argentinian league. I, I, it is yet to be seen if he will be good. That's why I didn't really put too much time into talking about it, especially for Man City. I don't know if he's even going to play. Football Twitter is going crazy. As soon as Alvarez was signed, you know, the classic, oh, Argentinian striker. Is this Aguero Jr.? Is this Pep's new Aguero? I don't know what you think about that. Ah, I, mean, I don't know enough about him. He's a Holland contingency plan. Like, if they don't get Holland, at least they got some guy here. <laughs> he scored 20 goals last year. Like, I don't know. Oh, wait, you 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 mentioned uh, Maitland Mouse. Um, and just like, like I don't know, like, just thinking about like general Arsenal players. Uh, I also asked my Arsenal friend. This is this is much shorter than than Mister's friends blurb. Uh, but I, I just felt bad. I didn't want to read one, but I not read the other. But um, he basically, or, I mean, Arsenal basically this window just like offloaded a bunch of players, which was pretty funny after, like, canceling a bunch of fixtures because they didn't have enough players, um, probably because of COVID and also, like, in large part to injury. But, um, yeah, so he said, would it have been nice to some- sign someone? Yes. Is it as critical as everyone makes it out to be? No. Dead weight has moved out of the club. Offloading Alba's 18 months of wages is said to be $24 million saved alone. Midfield isn't as strong as we'd like it, but I don't think the right player for us was available at the right price. For strikers, it would have been nice to get Vlive. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, he wanted Vlaivich. Uh, glad we didn't oh, scramble to no sign shot. someone. And yeah, and I up. want Messi. <laughs> glad, no we shot that would happen. Glad, glad we didn't sign, didn't scramble to sign someone and end up with a William 2.0. In fact, signing nobody kind of shows a change in mentality as to how we do business. I think it's a it's a solid positive outlook. Um, I don't I don't think it's like a like a delusional outlook at all. I think it makes sense that. But that's like he's like he's like feeling good about the fact that like they're not scrambling to sign just like someone to appease the to appease the masses. I agree. Maiton Lyles off to Roma is just a weird one. I just think that's like a just a weird signing. Uh, I wanted to say something about Daryl DK went off to West Brom. Uh, good, 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 good young American kid. Uh, I see another random. I don't know who the hell this guy is. Somebody could tell me who that is. But he went to Stade de Rims and he's got an American flag in his in his bio so uh too bad hunter's not here oh boy Bora. i only i'm only bringing boy my all going to get topic from roma because i just remember uh jose talking about how the entire like second half of his squad was just utter dog shit and Bora Meyer all was one of those players so um i just it's the only reason i brought that up 
Uh, El Ghazi. I wait, mean, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Christoph Piantek is oh, shit, the, pre- the previous Dusan Vlajevic is now replacing Dusan Vlajevic. I kind of like that. I don't know. I kind of like that. I kind of think that's a pretty interesting signing. Uh, I didn't realize that he was the Dusan Vlajevic replacement. I like this is the first time I'm hearing about that. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone have any? Uh, I mean, I know Ricardo Pepe went to Augsburg. Another good young American kid. Does anyone have any other signings I'll, to talk about? I think, I think we should move on. I'll give you one sneaky one. One super sneaky one. What? And it's it's like one you wouldn't think about. Christian Eriksen to Brentford. Oh, yeah. I, meant, I mentioned that earlier. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I just hope he does well. That's all I can say about it. That being said, I have nothing left on transfers. The window has been a relatively happening one. I think I'll... I'll recrap the the top five leagues. If anyone has anything to say on them, we'll we'll. we'll he go. said he said recrap. <laughs> I'll recap the top five leagues. If anything, anyone has anything to say on them, I will uh, go. Uh, we, we we can talk about that. But uh, with the Prem, City has a ten point gap at the top of the league, uh, with the game in hand on Liverpool. So that you know, hopefully that uh, not well. I I don't really care. I, I would prefer City win the league to Liverpool. Um, so Liverpool I, has a game in hand on City, silly that, boy. That is what I meant to say. But so really, this could be a six point, a six point, uh, six to seven, a, a, a six point, a six point gap. Sorry, uh, Chelsea. I didn't realize Chelsea had played so many games. Like I, I didn't expect really. That. After Hunter reminded you every single week, they. I know, but like I, they're the only team who's played every single match week. Like I didn't like think about that until just now like every match week that Chelsea's had a Chelsea's had a game and they're the only team that's done that which I mean I think Hunter's just like trying to say like oh wow we're playing an actual fixtured schedule like like okay (laughs) Um, but um what I was gonna say like quickly I don't know if you guys want to talk about it um currently 38th points United 37 points West Ham 36 points Arsenal 36 points Tottenham and with multiple, with, with whole, uh, I'll just start screen sharing again. With whole, with a fuck ton of random weird ass games in hand, like, uh, like 22, 23, 21, 20. I have no idea how this is going to end up sorting out. Does anyone, I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on it at the moment. Like, we talk about it every week, but like, what's our weekly take? I am just praying we stay in the top four. That is just every single week is, can we stay in the top four? Can we stay in the top four? I mean, I didn't really look at the schedule, what's coming up, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, we come back from this break in Dubai. You know, some of the guys are training, some of the guys are getting work in. And, you know, I think we start off with Middlesbrough tomorrow for an FA Cup replay, and that hopefully that game can somehow maybe, you know, kickstart something. But I'm just praying we stay in the top four. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has to add anything about the Prem. We do talk about it every week. Um, I will say that I think the fact that, I mean, obviously we, I say this every week, but Arsenal is scripted to finish top four, but Tottenham has the best chances, in my opinion, out of any of those teams. Uh, I do not believe United will be finishing top four, unfortunately, for you guys. Um, Why? Because, like... They just gotta, dude. They're like the Dallas Cowboys of, of soccer. Like that's just who they are. Like, yeah, they like will not finish in the top. Like they, they're they have a good squad. They have a pretty decent coach, but like I just think Tottenham will. I think Tottenham Arsenal are just more likely. I I don't know. 
Arsenal no. scored like one goal last month. Like yeah, they, before- they've hardly won anything. And Tottenham Tottenham's probably the team I'm like the most concerned about, but like it's Tottenham. Like it doesn't matter that Conte's there. Like it's Tottenham. They've hardly won anything, but they're they're two points behind United with a game in hand. With two games in hand. No, no, just one game in hand on United. No, the Tottenham? Arsenal, Arsenal. He says, oh, okay. But because he, he said Arsenal haven't done anything. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Arsenal went on that whole win streak that everyone was talking about for ages, and oh my god, Arsenal's like the, the second coming, like the Invincibles are back. Like, I remember everyone talking about that. I like, I like kind of, I, I did kind of get on that hype train, and I, <laughs> I, I did. Well, that's, <laughs> it's part of the, it's part of the all or nothing because we're kind of in that, that, uh, that point where conflict is occurring. You know, Obama Yang left, uh, they started losing a couple games. This is perfect for the documentary. So, documentary, the documentary is scripted, like, it's a scripted documentary. Like, I, uh, the, the, uh, I just think. With the amount of, like the United beat Brentford right a couple of weeks ago and every, and now they're all happy about that like I I don't see enough big wins against them I think if they play Arsenal or Tottenham I think one of those will be a loss and one of them will be a draw they're gonna beat they beat, they beat they Arsenal really three to two and they beat Tottenham three to nothing earlier in the season so yeah, I, I feel like, like I think now like but that was it was that a Nuno Tottenham I think that was Nuno Tottenham yeah that was the game that got him relegated but. They're not relegated. He got he got relegated from Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I, I I think Tottenham is a better team now. I'm so it's just I think I I am a Conte supporter. I think he's a good coach. I think. Did you watch player. them play against Chelsea? Yeah, but like it's Chelsea. It's Tottenham Chelsea. They have a pass. We said this. Like, um. Also, Chelsea's in third and is not a. It is ten points better than United. Look, all right. So at the at the same time, like, did you watch them play against Liverpool? Yeah, I like they kind of went crazy against Liverpool. Um, that being said, United I think Man United will. Like, I think Man United will cook Tottenham because I don't know. It's just written the cards that way. But um, like Tottenham aren't like a like a lay down and take a team now. Under yeah, but team. like I think Tottenham gets a narrative nowadays that like they are just horrendous. Which you know, like they're Tottenham and they won't they don't win trophies. But like there has been they you're are a consistent top four team. Like they do get into top. It's not unheard of for them to qualify for top four. Also, I think I think uh, Joe. Now that you've you've been on here twice, I think uh, we let you off a little bit too easy on your your Ronaldo twenty five goal season prediction. <laughs> um, you you currently have uh, sixteen games. He's gonna have to score seventeen goals in those sixteen games to 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 get near those numbers. I mean, all I gotta say is if there's one person in the world that can do it, <laughs> I mean, Lewandowski's number one. But outside of him, give me Ronnie. Give me Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if he if he matches the the Madrid numbers from his prime, he he might be able to make it. But um, he had a better cast then. Um. Well, I'm gonna move on from the prem. Uh, La Liga is a little bit more interesting. Sevilla finally played that game in hand they had on Madrid, and they drew it. That being said, Madrid drew Elche this weekend, so it it it's a four point lead at the top. Um and. I I don't know. I, I think Madrid will still pull away now. I think that was the, like Prem said, like that was the, like uh, the game in hand wasn't as valuable as we thought it was. Uh, it, was it was against Valencia. They drew 2-2 to Valencia for Sevilla. Um, I am, the this might be done. I, I think we're a game or two away from this this title, title race being done. Uh, but La Liga is still very much worth watching because it looks like in the last 
16 games. It's an outright race between Atletico and Barca for uh top for top four. It, it for that I think Sevilla um, Betis looks like it's pretty comfortably in third. I if I had to guess, like in my opinion, I I think Atletico will will catch Betis, and I think Barca will. I I think maybe Barca will hold firm in that fifth spot. But I'm really only bringing this up because this weekend we have the game, the game, the game that I'm talking about right now for these two, for this, for the top four spot right here. Barca is playing Atletico right now in probably the biggest game in La Liga in a while. So what do we got? I'll go with, I'll go to, I'm going to be watching this game with Prono. So I'll go to Prono first. I want to see Barca do it. I just feel bad for Barca. Um, and I think, I think they, they can. I think Atletico has lost a lot of their mojo recently. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think I think Barca can totally do it. Um, despite how much how, like how much in the mud they've been, I think they can do it. Like even like like stand like signings notwithstanding, I think like even even with their with their normal squad, they can do it. Uh, especially with how Atletico has been looking recently. I mean, Atletico is coming off a three-two win against Valencia. So. Yeah, but then yeah, and then a, a two-nil loss against Sociedad before that, and before that a two-one against. Atletico, like they're they're not they're just not looking like great. Um, I, I like I, I don't I don't think it means like once is pretty low in the table right now. I think they're at like eighth or something like that, tenth. All right. Um. All right. I mean that's fair, Joe. Chris. Uh, I'm gonna take Atletico in that game. I just think that like when when it's when it's on the line and they need to step up, you know, I just think Atletico. You know, I'm gonna trust the team obviously that can defend better, that obviously has the better goalie. I think it's. I, I don't know. Atletico is a team that just when they need to get it done, Simeone, you know, makes it work and he gets it done. You know, they, they haven't been playing too well, but, you know, they got they got O'Block and goal. They got a great manager. Uh, they have a solid team. I don't really like Barcelona personally. And I, I, I say some good things about them, but I just think Atletico takes this game. Chris, you got anything? I don't think Barcelona is going to win, but I, I feel like somehow Barcelona is going to win. That's all I have. <laughs> all right. Uh, I will go with Atletico winning. I'm going to go with the really scrappy 1-0 win, though. And I, Joe, just because we don't know the next time you're gonna, we're going to see you, who do you got finishing in fourth? I think... I think Betis will go and will finish in fourth. I think Barca will be in fifth. Atletico will move up to third, Sevilla two, and then obviously Real one. That is how I also see this table. Wait, Joe. Since since we also also because we don't know the next time we'll see you, um, can you give us your your uh your Champions Leagues your champion ah, Champions Leagues Champions League uh like who's gonna go through? So I'll just I'll just like list them off. Um, yeah. if that's if that's cool with you, Karen, I don't want to step on your toes. That's fine. I, I, I'm uh, happy for that. Yeah. So uh, first PSG versus Madrid. Madrid. Uh, Sporting City. City. Um, that'd be hilarious if Sporting went through after after Karen just spent like oh, that would be icing on a cake right there. Um, Salzburg versus Bayern. Bayern. Inter Liverpool. Inter. Oh, you, you saw him. There's there is always there is always an upset. I think Inter's going to take that one. I think I think I think if there's an upset, it's going to be this one. Chelsea, Lille. Chelsea. If Kone was still on Lille, I would have said Lille, but I think Chelsea. Uh, Villarreal and Juventus. Gee, that's a tough one. I mean, uh, Juve. Um, Atleti and United. I got it. I got to go with United. I have to go with my squad. 
I, I, I want you know, we talked about this, but I don't want you to just just because Ronaldo's going to score like seven goals. He's going to um, go crazy. <laughs> Benfica, Ajax. Ajax. All right, that's all of them. All right. Uh, and who, who, who do you who do you got winning it? Like the whole thing. Winning the whole thing. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be there before then, but Madrid. All right. Um. All right. Well, let's move on to Serie A. Uh, we got a pretty, you know, just to recap. Uh, enters on top with the gained in hand by four points. So they're, they're, they're looking pretty likely like they're going to win this title. They're going to steamroll ahead with it. Um, I mean, Milan and Napoli are kind of in a free fall race for two. <laughs> okay. Uh, Milan and Napoli are in a free fall race for two. And this, uh, the top, the, 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 the four, the, the four and five, uh, the four and five races looking pretty much between Atalanta and Juventus. Roma looks like it's got, and Roma, Lazio and Fiorentina are, are, this is a really good table. It's the only reason I'm going in depth on it. Roma, Lazio and Fiorentina are going in for that Europa League spot. But I will, again, the, we have a big game this weekend. Another one. Inter's playing Milan. Milan Derby's hope happening. And if Milan win, they're going to be like, they'll be a point behind Inter. So let's go to Chris first because I know he's the, the he's the I mean I know Prem is a pretty big Milan fan, but I know Chris has been the one who's peddling Milan the most this year. So um let's what what do you got on this? Yeah, man, Milan's just gonna find a way. They're they're gonna do it. I I don't know. I I I feel like it'd be more fun if like it came down to the last day and then like Milan be entered. I don't know. I, as long as Juventus like doesn't make the top four, uh, I'll be happy. But it might not be the case anymore. But yeah, let's go Milan. Why not? Bruno? Milan. Oh god! <laughs> Come on, guys. All right. <laughs> I know you guys are like. I know you guys like this team, but like. What? All right. Wait, it is a good team. You gotta admit, it's a no, good like team. they're a great team, but Inter is just clearly a better team. Uh, I think I think great is pushing. <laughs> I don't know. It is okay. It's okay. Inter is a better team, but Milan's like fun. Like I, I like watching Milan. Uh, no, I think they're fun want, to watch. I want them to finish top four. All right, Joe. Just because, like, we don't again, we don't know when we're gonna see you next. Who's gonna win this game? And then give me your Serie top four. Yeah, give me Inter. Um, and I think winning the league, I think Inter as well. Uh, ooh, how, how do you think the top four is going to play out? Inter, Napoli, Milan, and I think Juve is going to get that top four. Really? I, f- I feel like Atalanta is such a solid team. I think that I think Luzon signing is going to be decent enough where you know they can get some production out of him to get that top four. I think that's the whole reason why they got him. So. Um, okay, well then let's move on to the Bundesliga. Uh, which I actually wanted to say that the Bundesliga is the only league where everyone has played their games and is ever, and it, you know, it just seems like Germany's probably got a pretty good handle on COVID. Uh, but the, when I was looking at this table, um, Dortmund's only six points behind uh, Bayern, right? So if they can keep track, not have any weird draws and if Bayern drop a game, which they've proven they do, I don't know, like, do you guys think this title race is worth slamming shut, like, still? Because they still have to play Bayern later in the year. It's over. It's still over? It's, dude, it, it, we're talking about Bayern Munich here. Like, that that team is just too good, man. Oh, it's 65 goals, 419 allowed. I mean, they drop games, but those guys are machines. Yeah. I mean, like, their their goal difference is, like, ridiculous. It's more than half the next highest one. Um, And I, 
I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, is, I, I'm only bringing this up because I just kind of want it to happen, even though I know it won't. Um, but you probably you're muted. Yeah, my bad. Um, I don't think we have to play Gladbach again, so I don't think they've dropped any more points. Gladbach owns them. Gladbach <laughs> has their fucking scouts. For no reason, though. They own that fucking team. It makes no sense. Oh, fun fact. Twice. Erling Holland is only third in the Bundesliga scoring charts this year um, because Patrick Schick is going off. What the I, heck? I just wanted to Holland, Holland was injured for a bit, though. That's uh, true. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, like, the only way that I think, you know, Dortmund catches up is if we see, like, a Holland masterclass where he takes these next, you know, four or five months and says, you know what, these are my last four or five months here. I'm going to be going to a bigger club. Let me just go absolutely nuts. It's the only way I can see it. I I agree. <laughs> I don't think it matters because <laughs> that's just what Lewandowski does every game. Um, and that's like that's like that's Holland's final final form. But that's like Lewandowski just like usual. Yeah, wait, wait. Frisa. It's uh, Holland goes Super Saiyan and Lewandowski's Frieza. Like he, I don't know if anyone understands that reference, but Lewandowski he goes Frieza final form just to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I did want to bring this up before we before we uh, move on to this. That this Champions League race is actually a really good one. Um, so there is four points separating Leverkusen in, in third and Hoffenheim in seventh and the other teams in there, Union Berlin, Freiburg, and Leipzig. So uh, how do we – how, how, how do we – I'll go I'll go to all of you. I'll go to Prono first, but quick fire takes. Who's getting these third and fourth spots out of these four teams? I think it's a big L on Leipzig. Like there's no reason they should be in contention with Freiburg and, and Union Berlin. Uh, but – I think come the end of the season, I think Leipzig uh, law of average just just put puts Leipzig back in there. Um, but it would be pretty cool if, if Union Berlin um, stayed there. I I kind of I'm kind of on the band that I think Freiburg like Freiburg is a team I always think that they're like a relegation threatened team. Why are they in fifth? Uh, but I don't know, Chris. What do you who do you? I don't know if you're even looking right now, but no. Uh, I, I'm- I'm kind of paying attention. Uh, <laughs> it's, who, the, it's the Bundesliga. I mean, can you really pay attention? Um, who do you? We know what's going to happen. <laughs> who's uh, who, who do you? Who do you have finishing in Champions League between these four teams? Because it's a it's a it's a, it's a tight race. 31, 33, 34, 35. Um, I mean, I'd probably say Leipzig just because they've been pretty good the last couple of years. Um, I know they, they had a really rough start to the season. Like I think they were in 12th, like a few weeks in, Um, but it looks like they've kind of picked up momentum and what they won the last three games. So um, yeah, we'll go Leipzig. I will agree with you on that. Andre Silva is we thought, I think a lot of us were expecting him to be a flop and he's picked up for him. He scored 10 goals now in the league. Same thing with Tammy, by the way, Tammy is at 10 goals at Roma. Just got to wanted to throw that out there. Um, to finish off, I know nobody wants to talk about this, but me, but, uh, I mean, league PSG's winning the league. Uh, that's a foregone conclusion. Everybody knows that there's no reason to talk about it, but champions league, right? Uh, between, uh, third and ninth place, it's a seven point, it's a seven point gap. Um, so I know what 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 are we thinking for the Champions League spots? This one Champions League spot, who's going to end up taking it at the end of the day? Is it going to be Marseille? They get, they get knocked out in the group stage, so it's Fuck. just fodder. Who, who's going to get it? Who's going to take it? I'll I'll go with Marseille just because they have a five point gap. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good reason to say Marseille. Wait, all right. Well, I I don't think anyone else wants to talk about it. Uh, unless anyone has anything else to say. 
I have nothing else. All right. Uh, real, real quick. Um, number one, uh, uh, Real Madrid and PSG both got knocked out of their respective cups. Um, Real Madrid got oh, knocked yeah. out of Copa del Rey today, and then PSG got knocked out on penalties by Nice um, after a nil-nil in the the what's it called Coup de France. Um, also, uh, Kieran, we had USA games. Oh, um, crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this hasn't been super bad. This isn't like we're 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 fine on time. Um, so we talked about that. Uh, also. Here, yeah, we'll, we'll go in there. Uh, the USA played El Salvador, Honduras, and Canada, and they lost to Canada and beat Honduras and El Salvador, like, what, 1-0? Oh, they beat Honduras 3-0. So, Hunter's not here to rant about it, so this this won't be super long. But, like, I, I really don't feel like talking about this just because it's just a what I don't want to, you know, suffer thinking about the U.S. losing to Canada 2-0. Um, but I don't know if anyone else has any thoughts. I think there's just props to be given to Canada. Um, I think Burhalter proved himself once again a clown for for being like, "Whoa, we dominated that game." Like, yeah, sure. Like, maybe we didn't play like our worst, but we also lost to nil to Canada. Um, and I guess like I can't really say it with that much like disdain in my voice anymore because Canada are top of the top of the table, um, and they're proving to be like they're they're just like like a much better like like bonded team. Um, which is a little bit weird. So like, we think of this like the U.S. like young core, but I think the U.S. is having a little bit of trouble like adjusting to like having so much pressure on them. Whereas like Canada is just like we, we've never even scored a goal in a World Cup, so let's just fucking go and see where it brings us. And they're they're having a great time doing it. Um, and then uh, the Honduras game. Um, I guess after after everyone gives their thoughts on Canada, we can we can talk about the Honduras game. I mean. Honduras, it's just like they won three zero against Honduras. Like no, no, no. There, there's like there's like more, more, more to it. But um, I guess I, I can go into it now. I mean, like I don't. I hear. I don't know. Does anyone else have here quickly? Does anyone else have the thoughts on the Canada loss? Nah. I mean, I just it's just depressing. Um. So. Well, on on the Honduras thing, like they played it in Minnesota in like negative billion degree weather. Uh, and I don't know. I I think it was it was. Ale Moreno, who is like, who is like, yeah, like we were Venezuela playing against like Brazil and Argentina, and we had to do that shit um, to kind of, kind of, oh yeah, to kind of get like gain an advantage. Um, and this is embarrassing when like US are supposed to be like the Brazil or the slash Argentina of Concacaf, and like they're the ones trying to use the the environment to their advantage, which is like very true. Um, two of the Honduras players had to come off due to frostbite, which wow. is kind of fucking nuts. Um, yeah, it's, and it's it's like it's like pretty messed up. Uh, like like the risk risking players' health. Um, to to like to just to win a qualifier. And Honduras is like I think they're like bottom of the group. Um, they have nothing to play for. So like you're you're taking it. Yeah, they're literally they're bottom by like a lot with a negative seventeen goal differential. Um, so yeah, you're taking a bunch of players that have nothing to play for and then just demoralizing them in just like really cold weather, which is like not a cool thing to do. Um, and then Greg Berhalter, uh, before the game was finished, started taking selfies with fans, um, which is also weird as fuck. So uh, I, I don't know. I I think just because it, because it is a World Cup year, he'll keep his job. But like, I think if it was any other year, like like he's got to go, right? Like he can't stay. Yeah, I mean, like he needs to qualify. Like they're not safe. They're not. Right? Yeah, yeah. Panama's like, still Panama's still on 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 their ass. Like like Mexico is tied on points. Like I would like. I just I, I haven't seen the US in a World Cup since I was 15. 
and I want to be able to see them in a World Cup again. Uh, and I don't want to have to wait till I'm 26 to, or not 26, 27 to be able to do that. So uh, let's 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 uh, let's 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 just please fucking qualify. That's all I have to say about it. Um, and we're gonna finish off in like th- this is a pretty big this is a pretty big deal. Um, because we haven't really talked about this tournament at all because we haven't had a podcast in a while. Senegal is playing after uh, Egypt in the Afcon uh, final. Uh, and as it's Liverpool boy, Liverpool winger boy Darby right here. Um, so let's quickly quick take who's going to win this game, uh, in terms of like this, this Africa, I'll let, I'll let, I know Joe is a teacher and has to go to sleep. So I'll let him, I'll let him, uh, cause he doesn't want those kids to, to be rallying him up tomorrow. Who, who, who do you got winning this game? Uh, it's Senegal and not even close. Senegal's team is loaded compared to Egypt. I mean, and, and the star talent on Senegal, Mendy, Mane, uh, was it Adrissa Gay, your boy? Um, so, you know, I, I've, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Senegal is going to run with this one. Cool. Uh, Pranav, what do you got? These are you two. These are your guys right here. Yeah, it's going to be weird as hell. Cause like, I, someone's going to get memed when they come back to Liverpool camp. Um, and it's going to be kind of funny to see who that is. Uh, I mean, I, I think, I think like the, the story is better for Senegal and like they're the better club. So I think, I think like in all logic, Senegal takes it. Uh, but like, I don't know. I think I'll be rooting for Egypt because they're the underdog, um, for no other reason, really. I mean, I'm growing out, according to Joe, I'm growing out the most solid here, so I should probably root for Egypt. But I will – I think I'm going to go with Senegal also winning it. Uh, but, uh, Chris, what do, you, what do you got? I don't know who the winner will be, but I know that the loser was definitely Liverpool because Monte and Salah had to play a ton of games since they both made it to the final. So that sucks for you, Pranav. But also, anyway, um, <laughs> should, like be, the- should be a good game, though. Salah played I, th- I think he played the entire game against Morocco which went into extra time um and then this game went into extra time and then penalties so that's a that's a lot of minutes but he's a he's a fit guy um but it's all right we got we got Luis Diaz now no say so you got Diaz good thing yeah, you got exactly Diaz. <laughs> so we're you know what it's it's totally fine no problems okay it's gonna be okay and one of them's gonna come back with a trophy so I think Egypt's won seven Afcons, and I don't think Senegal's. I think maybe I don't know how many Senegal's won. So I'm just gonna go with Senegal because they haven't. They have less Afcons in Egypt. Senegal, Senegal's never won. Not, I'm pretty sure. Like right, it's, so like, it's so like one of their great failures because they're a good team, but they just haven't won. Well, we'll go with Senegal because Egypt's won seven and uh, Senegal's got one zero, and they're a better team. It's just like it, it, I think it's a pretty pretty clear one. Uh, and we can and hopefully winning. And I just want to understate that winning an Afcon is not easy. Didier Drogba has never never won an Afcon. There are plenty of players who never did. So, if you do win one, like this is a big deal to those players, and they should be congratulated in the proper way. Oh, also, but, I think I think uh, Egypt's coach isn't going to be there because I believe he got red carded today. <laughs> Dude, wait, no, I'm sorry. Can we quickly talk about how crazy this Afcon tournament has been? <laughs> like, like, if you followed, like, I mean, I've really watched any of it, but if you follow, like, what, just like what it's been like in terms of like what the what what's been happening on the field for like, what, what, like, there's just been crazy shit going down. I don't know if anyone has like any of the any of the random like memeable moments from the Afcon to to list, but. If I mean, if anyone, if anyone is nothing else, I think we're good to end the show. Oh wait, also, uh, Obama Yang got kicked off the 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 Gabon team um, because he was like 
she was out partying like late before a game. And like and like he got kicked off the team, I think, because he just wasn't wearing a mask while while, while he was partying. Like he like he was he was out late. And I think I think like they maybe would have given him a pass, but like it was him and, and someone else, one of his other teammates. Um but yeah, like that that's how far he's fallen, where like he's the only good player on his team. Um and and they they were like, nah, fuck off, like we don't want you here. I was say, what an eventful six months for Aubameyang. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but, all right. Well, I will I, – unless anyone has anything else to say, it's like the fifth time I've said that. Um, uh, I'm going to end the show. Thank you for coming in and tuning into our podcast. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye-bye.